Welcome to the Waitressing to Wealth podcast, the podcast to gain actionable tips, learn how to build your wealth, and gain inspiration from real and relatable guests on how they've built theirs. I'm your host, Jolene Stone, a money coach. I started my journey out waitressing and $200,000 in debt. I was able to build my wealth and become debt-free in just three years. Your journey to wealth starts now. Hello and welcome back to another episode. As you can see from the title, we're going to be talking about how you can make your finances much more enjoyable. Ever wonder why you might be addicted to your phone or social media or why video games are so fun and so addicting? Well, you might already know the answer, but it's because they are designed to keep you coming back for those small hits of dopamine to actually make you want to continuously and constantly keep using the app or playing the game, whatever it may be. But in today's episode, I want to teach you how you can make your finances more fun by applying some of the same principles. So I'm going to explain six different methods that you will be able to implement so that you can start enjoying your finances much more. So number one, a clear objective or a goal. So you know how in a video game you have a mission. This is going to be exactly that. But instead of having one huge, huge goal, you're going to want to break it up into smaller objectives and smaller achievable goals. So this is something similar to leveling up or getting points. So you're getting that constant hit of dopamine within the game. This works because it makes you feel like you're much more successful when you're getting these small hits of dopamine. You'll want to continuously feel this way. That's the same way as when you're posting on social media and you're getting all the likes. Same idea here. So when you're continuously meeting these smaller goals, you'll want to continually get closer and closer to your bigger goal. So ultimately you're winning in a sense. So you're climbing the ladder to your big goal. So for example, if you want to save up $5,000, but instead of focusing on the full $5,000, which might seem like a lot to you, you'll only want to focus on say $100 for the month. You'll continuously focus on that small goal of reaching or saving $100. And then once you have this down, you can try to move up to a larger amount. A good book that focuses on this exact technique is the $1,000 project. She talks about how each month you can focus on $1,000 and you might be like, "Mm, don't want to focus on $1,000. That seems like too much. (laughs) So for you, you would want to find a much more doable amount and then work up to the $1,000. This is also very similar to the debt payoff method called the snowball method. How this debt payoff method works is that you have a number of debts ranging from various amounts. And what you would do is focus on paying off the smallest debt first. Then once this debt is paid off, you focus on the next smallest and then the next smallest after that. Getting that small psychological win to build up your momentum is how you continuously pay off your debt fast. You can also see the same effect happening when someone is trying to lose weight. So once they start to notice changes or reach or lose a certain number of pounds, 
then they start getting more and more motivated to continue and thus being more successful in reaching their big, big goal. The next technique or method is making your progress visible. You have to make your progress visible and you can do this in a number of different ways. So you could use a visual chart, like coloring it in, or you could make some sort of calendar or checklist, keeping track of everything so that you can see your goals very clearly. And then you can see your progress of how close you are to reaching your goal. Video games do this incredibly well by having a marker at the bottom. You can also see this used in surveys when they have the little progress bar at the very top or a percentage of how far you are along with the survey or a test too. So you're much more motivated to keep going because you can see your progress going up as you answer the questions or in like a video game as you continuously get closer to your goal. So more tangibly, an example of this is that you could write down each day that you didn't spend money, or you could write down that you put $10 into your savings account and you could visibly see that. The key here is that you're focusing on your progress, the small progress that you are making and seeing it go up. They also do this when you're donating to a certain cause and they show on a temperature gauge of how close they are to reaching their monetary goal. Same idea here. You could also follow my free 30-day money challenge to help with this and get you started. So you can print off the challenge page and then check off each day that you've completed and work towards your goal that way. Challenges work so well for me because they help me stay accountable and I never want to miss a day. So I'm always accountable to that too. (laughs) The third technique or method is a reward that awards you back. So in order to keep up your progress, you need the dopamine hits like we've talked about, meaning that you'll want to continue to be more motivated with a reward or a prize of some sort. This can often be hard with your finances because a reward that doesn't set you back might be a little bit tricky to find. So for example, if your goal is to save a large amount of money for a down payment and over the past month you saved $550 and you're like, I deserve a reward. (laughs) And you're like, oh, I better spend $100 on shoes. That reward isn't really going to be the smartest because one fifth of your money that you worked so hard for is now lost. So this would be an example of a setback reward, which you do not want. What you actually want is a reward that awards you back. So this could be something like investing in a portfolio that rewards you with dividends, or this could be something small for your future home, or this could be something like rewarding yourself with a better system of organizing your finances. And it could be for free. Or maybe it could be something like making your life a lot funner that doesn't cost money. So can you think of any rewards like that? That's what you'll want to go towards. The key here is to make sure that the reward isn't setting you back on your progress and it's helping you to motivate you forward, but also still keeping you going towards your goal. The fourth technique is variety and novelty. The variety and novelty uh, keeps us coming back, whether it's in a game or social media, keeping us continuously scrolling is because you're always finding something new. You might be thinking like, okay, but how am I supposed to do this with my finances? And what could be different and new with my finances? (laughs) But 
this is where you want to turn your finances into a fun game. For example, what you could do is if you're saving up for something big, you could turn it into a game by getting creative of how you earn or save money. Could you make it fun by selling something like a piece of artwork that you created or getting together with all your friends and creating a bunch of signs or something like that? Maybe that's a bad example, but you could also go around your house and see if you can scavenge up anything that you could sell or you could try to see if you could save $20 on a certain day or you could have no spend days. You could also partner up with an accountability partner to brainstorm a variety of different ways that you could save money or meet your money goals that way. Or maybe you could turn managing your finances into a fun game like being timed or racing one of your friends to see how fast you could do it. Or you could create novelty by changing things up even in the way of how you manage or track your finances. Another option might be using a different app to help you. There are so many different ways, but you have to know what's going to work for you and what's going to make it fun for you. So those are just a few examples that I can think of off the top of my head. You could also make it fun by a certain time where you order your favorite food or you hang out with all your friends and you do it that way. The fifth technique that's used in a lot of games is the challenge level, is to make sure that the challenge isn't too hard, but also it's not too easy. Meaning that if you're trying to save up $100,000 and you don't even have a $1,000 emergency fund, this challenge is likely going to not keep you motivated or it won't be very fun because it's not as achievable as it could be. This is the same if the challenge is too, too easy. It's just going to be boring for you and thus you're not going to likely stay very motivated either. How you can make sure that you're setting a good challenge level for yourself is to go back to your objective or your goal and make sure that it's not extremely overwhelming, but also doesn't seem like you can accomplish it like that. So the final way to make your finances a lot better and something that is often used in social media, in gaming and all sorts of other like sports, that sort of thing is community. So making your finances much more fun is to create a community around it. This will be important because you'll want to share your goals and it will also help you stay motivated when you have someone else to keep you accountable and also some of, someone else to talk about your achievements and all of your success. I suggest finding someone that you trust. Uh, this could be a close friend or a partner, but if you don't have anyone that you're comfortable with or doing this with, you can always join a community on Instagram or find someone online. I hope this has helped in teaching you how you can make your finances a little bit more exciting and fun. And ultimately with the goal of having a lot of success with your money. It's so important to create enjoyable finances or else you won't be motivated to even look at them or deal with them. I encourage you to reach out on Instagram, which is the best place to reach me if you have any questions or if you just want to chat about your finances. This is going to be the last episode for a little while. The podcast is going on a little bit of a hiatus for the next little while. So stay tuned. You can always reach me on Instagram. And if you go over and follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to find out when the next episodes are going to be airing. Thanks so much for listening. Debt Decluttered, the course, was made for you if you're ready to get rid of your debt for good. Upon completion of this course, you'll graduate with clarity surrounding your debt, a healthy mindset, 
and a full-on strategic plan to help you pay off your debt. This course uses my money minimalism framework to help you really spark joy within your finances and to not stress you out. That's the last thing that we want when it comes to paying off your debt. The doors are now open, so if you are ready to tidy up and toss out your debt, gain a healthy money mindset, and have a strategic plan for paying off your debt ASAP, then you got to snag the debt decluttered course. And the best part is you can access it now at an affordable price point and get in on some of the absolutely game-changing bonuses. Click the link in the show notes to access it now. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Waitressing to Wealth podcast. To support the show and show your gratitude, we would be so happy if you shared it with your friends and tagged us on Instagram at Jolene Stone. Subscribe so you never miss a valuable episode. 